Uh, sexual assault has always been something of a concern in all areas of Canadian society. Certainly includes post-secondary education. We know that that's an issue. Um, in fact, one in ten women um, reported experiencing sexual assault on a post-secondary campus in 2019. One in ten. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, the provincial government this week announced new funding and strategies to try and address this problem. And here to walk us through it all, we have the Minister for Advanced Education, Dimitrios Nikolaitis. Uh, Minister, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, so I guess uh, just to break down, there's there's a couple of different aspects to this. One of them being, um, you know, the funding, $2.5 million, is really focused on an effort to try and gather some data around this issue in our province, Correct. Yes, that, that's one of the, the purposes of the funding that, we've, uh, that we're going to be providing to our post-secondary institutions because, you know, you're right. You mentioned one in 10 women um, experience uh, sexual assault according to the data that's available and, and studies that are available at a national level. But we don't have that information at a, at a provincial level where we can really get a, a much better understanding of, uh, of what's happening within post-secondary campuses. So, uh, a portion of, of the funds that we've allocated that we announced the other day will go to the development of a, of a specific Alberta province-wide survey to help us get a better understanding of what's happening within our own province. Yeah, and how important is that? Like that in-depth survey, just sort of getting a, a, an understanding of the situation is so key to handling it, correct? Well, 100%. We, we, need, to, we need to have a clear understanding of, of where we're at, you know, and uh, as I think we can all understand, in, in a lot of conversations with, with student leaders, one of the things that uh, they've reinforced with me is that, that there are often challenges of reporting, that uh, an individual yeah. who, who may experience um, sexual assault or sexual harassment may not know uh, completely the, the process by which to report it, may, may not be aware of the services that are available on their campus, or may, may simply not want to report it. Uh, so we're we're hopeful that we through the survey we can uh, get a better understanding of, of of what's happening within the province. Um, and the other aspect here is, uh, and this is a little more immediate and more action based, is you want um, post secondary institutions in Alberta to come up with some policies, some stri- some framework in how to deal with this immediately, right? I mean, there's some some concrete deadlines here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, many of our post-secondary institutions have policies in place uh, regarding sexual violence. But but in my conversation with students over the past several years, they had pointed out that there are some uh, some areas where we can do a better job of improving those policies. Uh, for a, a couple of quick examples, one of the things that they mentioned is there there isn't standardization. And so the, the policies vary quite a bit from one institution to the next. Uh, and, and so within that, you may have different, different um, timelines about reporting incidents of sexual violence. You may have a different complaint process entirely. So we've, we've sat down with student leaders and other experts in this area to get a better understanding of what should some of those key benchmarks look like. And so we are asking post-secondary institutions to... Um, have a look at their policies to to engage in a little bit more research and analysis and ensure that there are clear timelines. There is protection from face-to-face encounters during the complaint process, uh, that there is sensitivity training required for those who are involved in the in the complaint process. So trying to establish some province-wide benchmarks that we can all aspire to. So to be fair to characterize this as sort of the starting point and the beginning of what will be a much larger, not necessarily much larger, but a larger process as it goes along? 
I would I would certainly think so. Yeah. I, I think this is indeed a, a very important first step. You know, as you mentioned, uh, one in ten uh, uh, women experience uh, sexual assault in a post-secondary setting, and much higher. Uh, you know, seventy percent actually of students at Canadian post-secondary schools witness or experience unwanted sexual behaviors. So. This is indeed a first step. Uh, making sure that we have robust policies in our campuses, I think, is an important first step. The survey will help us get a much better understanding of, of where we're at within our province. And thirdly, one of the other things that we, um, that we uh, are working with our post-secondary institutions to achieve as part of the funding that we announced is to bolster uh, training programs uh, and awareness campaigns. So indeed, uh, a first step, uh, and and I hope that there's there's more action, which I'm certain there there will be that we can take in the future. Hey, well, I've got you. We've got. Uh, we're expecting that most of the restrictions are going to come off in the province of Alberta as of March first. And you sent out a letter last week to all of Alberta's post secondary institutions saying you expect to have kids back on campus learning in person. Uh, no reason to not have them back on campus. What have you heard in response, and how important do you think it is to get Alberta's post secondary students back in the classroom uh, as of March 1st? Well, I, I think it's very important that uh, we we create an environment in which uh, students can get back to in-person learning uh, as much as possible. You know, our post-secondary students have, have lost out on, on a lot of in-person learning and, and the social activity uh, that, of course, comes along with, with campus life. That, that is a very positive experience, participation in clubs and other activities. Um, you know, I know the, um, uh, uh, our neighbors in British Columbia, their chief medical officer of health, um, also sent, sent a letter to post-secondary institutions uh, encouraging them to, to move uh, back to in-person delivery and, uh, and indicating that there, there wasn't a strong public health imperative to have post-secondary institutions online. And so I think as we're seeing you know, across the country and, and actually around the world, jurisdictions uh, all around the world are relaxing restrictions. And, and I think we need to ensure that we're taking the same approach with, within our post-secondary institutions. Uh, you know, there, there'll be some variants, of course, and some programs may continue online or there may continue to be online delivery in some ways. I think that's, that's um, uh, perhaps one of the positive experiences is, is of COVID is that we've learned how to deliver post-secondary education in an online manner. So I think there's some important lessons we can learn from that and actually apply it. But by and large, I think it's uh, important for our institutions to, to align their policies with, with where the province is going. Is that a recommendation or are there steps that you might take if there are institutions that say, no, we're not ready and don't want to do it? Is it a recommendation or could it be enforced in some way? Well, I, again, I, I think it's, uh, it's helpful for all of our institutions to, to align their policies with, um, with the government. If, you know, if any one of our institutions has any particular challenges or concerns, uh, my door is always open and I'm always available to, to help them. And if there's uh, um, uh, any additional um, steps that I can take to support them and assist them, I, and I understand it, of course, will be a transition to, to try and get back to some degree of normalcy. So uh, that, of course, may take some time, but it's important we get there at the end of the day, which I think we will. And, and let's not forget as well that we, by and large, we, we were back to in-person delivery in September. Uh, this this fall, so um, it's um, it, it's not it's not as though we're we're coming off yeah. a, 
very extended period of online delivery that you know, our institutions um, shifted to online around that December time when, when Omicron was, was really peaking, which I think was very prudent. Uh, of course, there was a lot we didn't know about Omicron at that stage and, and what was going to happen. Of course, we have much more information now, and I think we can uh, we can work together to, to get our students back into the classroom. Last one, and I'll let you go, and I appreciate your time. Uh, we're chatting with Dimitrios Nicolaitis, the uh, Minister of Advanced Education in Alberta. We've seen some labor unrest. Do you know about Concordia? Mount Royal came close. University of Lethbridge having a walkout or a strike right now. Um, what's, the take, what's your take on that? Where do you anticipate that going, and is that something that's going to carry on for a while? Yeah, well, well, I'm hopeful, uh, very hopeful, of course, you know, collective bargaining um, occurs primarily between the Board of Governors of the post-secondary institution and their faculty association. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very uh, hopeful that 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 parties involved can can reach um, settlements and and, and avoid strike action. You know, our, our students have been through quite a bit. Over the course of the past two years with the pandemic and and shifting to online and then trying to get back into in-person and going online again, and there's been massive disruptions uh, for our students in terms of their academic progression, being able to complete their studies and their their social lives um, as well. There's massive mental health implications. And so, uh, you know, I really hope that we can get to an environment where where we avoid further disruption. I'm, I'm very, I was very happy to see uh, Concordia uh, settle with yep. their faculty association. Of course, there was a strike there for a period of time, but they were able to settle. Um, it, it, uh, I think Mount Royal. Yeah, they averted a strike action. They managed to come to an agreement. Yeah, absolutely. But of course, that's not the case uh, currently with the University of Lethbridge. But uh, you know, I'm uh, I, I'm hopeful that uh, that uh, the, the the parties can find um, um, a settlement that that uh, that that helps to avoid a, a, an impasse and any kind of prolonged strike because that that has significant negative implications for our students and I think there's been you know a, a adequate uh, uh, twists and turns for them throughout the last two years as a result of the pandemic so anything we can do to avoid that I think would be beneficial. Um, Minister, I, I thank you very much for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. My pleasure. Anytime. All the best. Thank you.